Hi, my name is Autumn Dixon, and this week is February 12th through the 18th of the Come Follow Me program associated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We're studying the Book of Mormon this year for year 2024, (laughs) and today I actually want to be talking about Nephi's Psalm. So Nephi's Psalm is very classic. (laughs) It is often a favorite of many people, and there are tons of things that we can learn from Nephi's psalm. Now, I don't want to focus on a couple of different phrases in there, though there are a lot of phrases that you can pull out and draw a lot of strength from. What I actually want to do today is I want to look at it as a whole, and I want us to follow the transitions that Nephi makes as he is processing some of his grief after he lost his father, when he's going through this really, really difficult time. I feel like in the previous chapters to this, we have seen a lot of really, really, really incredible examples, these really powerful examples of Nephi, these righteous examples and righteous choices that he's made. But in this moment, after his father has died, after he's, when he's really struggling, I feel like he shows this moment of vulnerability. And it's one of my favorite moments of Nephi. It's one of my favorite Nephi moments <laughs> because it helps me relate to him first of all and then I'm able to follow his transitions towards faith from being discouraged. This process that he takes from discouragement to faith, it is a beautiful process to watch. When I read this, I imagine him I guess just writing, or I guess he's kind of carving, but writing down exactly how he feels and how his thoughts are moving, right? It's a beautiful process to watch, but it's also a beautiful process to mimic. So there are kind of four parts that I've broken this psalm up into, and I've kind of taken a verse out of each of those different parts. And so we're going to read all the verses and talk about those transitions. So this is all in 2 Nephi chapter 4. So the first verse is 17 that I want to read. It says, Nevertheless, notwithstanding the great goodness of God and showing me his great and marvelous works, my heart exclaimeth, O wretched man that I am. Yea, my heart sorroweth because of my flesh. My soul grieveth because of mine iniquities. And he's talking about these temptations and sins that, that beset him and his heart groaneth because of his sins, right? And so... This is this moment of vulnerability of Nephi that we honestly don't often get to see from him. And this is the moment when at least I, if not a lot of us, can relate to Nephi. This is our starting point, right? The next verse I want to read, it's verse 20. It says, well, actually a little bit before verse 20, it says, I know in whom I have trusted. My God hath been my support. He hath led me through mine afflictions in the wilderness, and he hath preserved me upon the waters of the great deep. And so he's talking like I'm discouraged. And then he pauses and he's like, no, I know who I've trusted. It says he preserved me upon the waters of the great deep. So not only is he saying, no, I know who I trust. He's taking a moment to look back and be like, look at all these times that heavenly father has come through for me. And that can make it a lot easier to trust our Heavenly Father. (laughs) So next verse is verse 26. It says, Oh, then, if I have seen so great things, if the Lord in his condescension unto the children of men have visited men in so much mercy, why should my heart weep and my soul linger in the valley of sorrow 
and my flesh waste away and my strength slacken because of mine afflictions. So now he was like, why am I worried about all these things? Why am I letting my strength slacken? Last verse is verse 33. It says, O Lord, wilt thou encircle me around in the robe of thy righteousness? O Lord, wilt thou make a way for mine escape before mine enemies? Wilt thou make my path straight before me? Wilt thou not place a stumbling block in my way, but that thou wouldst clear my way before me and hedge not up my way, but the ways of mine enemy? Okay, so this is a process that we can follow. Like I said, we started that that first point with Nephi where he was like really discouraged and super vulnerable. That is where we start with Nephi. We, when we're feeling discouraged, we take that next step that Nephi takes, essentially saying, no, I know who I trust. This process is made easier. This little step, I guess you could say, is made easier when we do what Nephi did. Nephi's like, oh, he preserved me upon the waters of the great deep. When we take a second to remember the times that Heavenly Father has helped us in the past, it makes it very easy to be like, okay, well, why would he not help us now? Now, the next step in the transition where he is like, why does my heart weep and soul linger in the valley of sorrow? That kind of speaking, it's interesting because I feel like when I've read that in the past, I always felt like Nephi was getting a little discouraged again before he bounced up again, where he's like, Heavenly Father, be with me and don't hedge up my way. Don't give me stumbling blocks. I felt like Nephi kind of dipped again and felt a little discouraged again. And he's just, you know, working and processing. However, when I read it this time, it changed a little bit for me. I, instead of seeing Nephi getting discouraged again, what I actually heard Nephi saying is, wait a second, if Heavenly Father helped me through all these other things, why on earth can't he help me with this? Like, why, why is my strength slackening? (laughs) Why is my heart weeping? Like, I know that Heavenly Father loves me and I know that I can trust him. He's shown me that I can trust him. Why am I worried about this, right? That is another step that we can follow Nephi and take. This process, it starts with a very, honestly, genuine acknowledgement of our discouragement. I think Sometimes we shy away from being that vulnerable, even with our Heavenly Father. We, at least in my case, I will sometimes try to just tell myself to be more faithful instead of going to Him exactly as I am, instead of going to Him and processing my feelings with my Heavenly Father in the way that Nephi did. And that's kind of a liability (laughs) because if I'm trying to force faith, that never works. It just simply doesn't work. But if I take my discouragement and my difficulty and I take it to my Heavenly Father, He can help me walk through this path that Nephi walked through. And honestly, I think that this, I think this is actually the secret to Nephi's optimism is this fact that he does continually turn towards the Lord and he takes these vulnerabilities to the Lord and he remembers the doctrine that Heavenly Father loves him and he remembers how Heavenly Father supported him in the past. And he is able to work through that with Heavenly Father and be like, why am I worried? And that optimism comes back. He doesn't have to force it. This is a path that we can follow. This is a path that we can imitate, right? In the face of death or discouragement in the face of homelessness like Nephi, in the face of all of these really, really 
terrible things that could potentially happen to us, we can follow Nephi's path in which we turn to our Heavenly Father and He walks us through. He helps us remember the times He's helped us in the past. And we end up asking ourselves, like, why am I afraid? Right? And we can find ourselves turning to the Lord saying, Heavenly Father, help me. Please don't hedge up my way and circle me about in the arms of, of your love. So I actually want to take a second and look at this psalm and these transitions that we were talking about. I want to look at it not only through the lens of discouragement, but I also want to look through it, look at it through the lens of worry. Now, being worried, it's an interesting concept because I feel like it is often associated with love or caring a lot. So for example, if we are worried about our salvation, it's because we're humble and we just don't assume that it's going to be happening. Or if we are worried about accomplishing everything we're supposed to be accomplishing, then it can make us feel like we're anxiously engaged, right? When we are worried about something, it can often almost feel like evidence that we care about it. Now, what's interesting is that before I start that, I want to make it very clear that there's nothing wrong with being worried. I don't think we should be ashamed of being worried. Sometimes worry can help us act. However, I do think sometimes worry can be taken outside of its proper bounds. So Nephi is a shining example of the fact that we can care without being worried. We can be anxiously engaged and we can face difficulty without having to worry. And we watched him make this transition, right? We watched him step into faith and step away from worry. We watched him consciously choose to trust. We watched him consciously choose to cast off Satan and rejoice. And this is a really, really powerful way to live. In Nephi's own words, we are able to cast Satan off and keep him from destroying our peace. Now, one other reason that I really love this psalm. I think it's, like I said, it's one of my favorite Nephi moments. And I think it's because so often we see these immense examples of faith from Nephi. We read about him being able to get the brass plates and we read about him building a ship and we read about him frankly forgiving in all of these really, really, really big examples of his righteous choices, right? But in this moment in Nephi's psalm, we see his vulnerability. And it's interesting because when, sometimes when we look at Nephi, I feel like we put him on a pedestal because we have all these extreme examples of his righteousness. We put him on a pedestal and we commend him for his example. And we think he is absolutely wonderful and we are impressed with him, but we don't always follow him consciously and on purpose because we have kind of branded him as other because he's this, this big faithful example that we cannot achieve. However, Nephi in this chapter chose to be vulnerable for a minute. And what that means is all of a sudden we can be relatable and be like, that's where I'm starting is I feel a wretched man that I am, right? We because Nephi chose to be vulnerable and show a little bit more of his imperfection, 
we can relate to Nephi and follow the steps that he took. The reason, the other reason that I love this psalm is because it teaches us that when we are vulnerable and we're willing to share, (laughs) when we struggle, sometimes that reaches people and builds connections with people and bolsters their faith even more than trying to give advice or life examples or trying to help them feel faith. Sometimes one of the best things that we can do is being vulnerable, right? And showing times that we've been discouraged. Sometimes that does more to bolster the faith of those that we love, to make them realize that they are not alone in their imperfection. I am grateful. (laughs) I'm grateful Nephi chose to be vulnerable. Not only Does he give me a very clear example of how I can walk from discouragement and worry into faith and peace? But he also teaches me that if I choose to be vulnerable, I can reach people that I might not otherwise reach. I am grateful for my Savior, Jesus Christ. I am grateful that I can approach him with my discouragement and with my worries I'm grateful that he wants that and that he can so easily walk me through the process towards faith that I don't have to force faith, that I don't have to try to squash my own fears, but rather I can take them all to my heavenly father and I can get to the point where I'm like, wait a minute, like, why am I afraid? I know that if I take my difficulty to my heavenly father, he can walk me towards a place of faith. And it might not happen as quickly as one chapter in the Book of Mormon, but I know that he can get me there. And all of those steps in between are going to contribute to my eventual exaltation. It is in all of those steps that I'm going to grow and become like my Heavenly Father. I am grateful for Nephi's example, and especially the example of my Savior, Jesus Christ, and for the love and understanding that come from my Heavenly Father and my Savior, Jesus Christ. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.